Hello and welcome to Imposter Women. This is the show that tells you you are not an imposter and helps you tackle your life and business goals unapologetically and with confidence. I'm your host for today's episode, Jessie Linder Gallo. In today's episode, we're going to be talking with a very special guest, Gigi Beyer, about profit-first business methodology. We also talk in this episode about profit alignment coaching. We talk a little bit more about money mindsets and ways to really maximize your business to be fitting your lifestyle and to be supporting the lifestyle that you're trying to build. This is such a good episode and I think you're going to love all of it. There were so many good quotes that you're going to hear from Gigi today as she talks really about how to form habits that are going to help build your business, how she is going to encourage you to really evaluate your money mindset and your money stories that you're coming in with. You're going to think more about what's no longer supporting you and how to really move forward with your business in a way that it's able to support your life and the life of your dreams, which couldn't be more in a line with what we want to do here at Imposter Women and what we aspire for you to do in your own businesses and to have in your life as well. Before we get started today, before I introduce today's guest, I want to share a review that we got on Instagram. We would love to have a review from any of you listening and to hear your thoughts. This review is from at Pocklet. Binging the At Imposter Women podcast the last few days, enjoying the banter and camaraderie amongst the hosts and soaking up their nuggets of advice. Thanks, ladies. Exactly what I needed this week. Pocklet, we are so excited that you are listening, and it is so amazing to hear that this is enriching you and helping push your business forward. Uh, We started following you after seeing your review, and we can't wait to watch your journey. Thank you so much for joining the Imposter Women community. With that, let's dive in today and meet our guest. Gigi Beyer is a profit alignment coach who helps entrepreneurs build a profitable and sustainable business that supports their lifestyle. Before starting My Cats and Me Profit Alignment, Gigi already had 10 plus years of experience in the back end of businesses in all sorts of industries ranging from wedding planning to SaaS. She has had a successful career in helping businesses get financially organized and become more profitable. During this journey, Gigi has learned that success is more than just your sales. Success is how profitable and aligned your business is with your mission. Gigi now focuses on coaching and mentoring entrepreneurs to get clear on what success looks like to them and building a holistic framework, catnip, that ties mindset, pricing strategy, and money systems into their business that's profitable and impactful. Gigi is a Profit First certified professional, certified in mindset coaching, EFT, hypnosis, neuroenergetic wiring, and neuroenergetic encoding with Yes Supply. She's currently working on her human design certification. All right, we are live. Welcome to Imposter Women, Gigi. We are so excited to have you with us today. I'm so excited to be here and to chat with you all about everything that I do. I'm very humbled to be invited to be here by you guys. Oh, awesome. Well, we know you have a lot of good stuff to share. Would you just kick us off today and tell all of our listeners a little bit more about your business um, and the background that you're coming at this from? Of course. So my business name is quite unusual. It's My Cats and Me Profit Alignment Coaching. There's a reason behind the madness. My cats actually inspired me to start my business in the US. My background is accounting. So I feel that I was having my corporate job and I was experiencing burnout. And while I was like recovering, having kind of that self inner, you know, growth talk, I was looking at my cats and I was like, I would like to be a house cat. Like, this is the good life. <laughs> and uh, and then I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense because they have clear boundaries. That was something that I did not have in the mm-hmm. corporate world because of the co- I think that the culture of hustle is very hard for us to set our clear boundaries. So they have clear boundaries. They focus on self-care. They follow their cycles and they don't take themselves too seriously. And I feel that all those things were very important to me. And that's in the forefront of my business. 
So my background is accounting. My background is also a lot of mindset work because of inner work that I've been doing pretty much my whole life. And I felt that the evolution of my business was from done-for-you services like bookkeeping and taxes to more of a coaching space where I focus on the integration of those two energies, right? The masculine energy of the system, the finances, the how to manage your money with the more feminine areas that is really levering our intuition and our creativity to really build the business that supports our lifestyle. So I use a lot of tools from tarot cards to the Profit First system. I am certified with Profit First and that is the money management that I teach all my clients because it's so it can be very intuitive. And I think that when we're talking about money, we want to make it easy and playful and not really be on that structure of, you know, scarcity. So there's a little bit about me and my background. Yeah, so much. You've done so many cool things and I love the way you've brought them together It's also really interesting to me that we've had so many guests who've talked about that like burnout feeling in their corporate life that brought them into entrepreneurship. So just hearing the, um, that inspiration coming from your cats, I think is beautiful and just shows like your uh, ability to really take in the world around you. Cause it's so true. My cat lives a gold star life. (laughs) We get all inspired. And there's so much we can learn from them. For me, the main thing was really boundaries, especially as a business owner. It's It can be very challenging to set boundaries because it's almost like every money is good money. I need money. I need to reach that six figures, seven figures, eight figures, whatever is the standard of success for the outside world that we forget what is really important, that money is just a tool money is not the end game of anything. Absolutely. So you do a really good job and a really interesting way of bringing together mindset and money, which is so much fun. It's one of the things we loved about you as we've kind of watched you on Instagram. Um, So I want to start there. Can you talk to us a little bit about like money mindset if you have a new entrepreneur or a brand new side hustler coming to you? What's your top advice for them for getting in a good mindset around their money? I think that it starts with awareness. Be aware of our patterns, right? Because we all have conditioning and that affects every aspect of our life. So when we're talking about money mindset, we're not just talking about our relationship with money. We're talking about our relationships in general because how we act towards Money is how we act towards our friends, our loved ones, and and so forth. So is having that holistic awareness of what are my conditioning, what are my triggers. And and with that, never label things as good or bad, because that puts a lot of pressure on you on, oh, I'm bad because X, Y, and Z, and that becomes a whole identity how I like to frame it's things that are no longer supportive to me because a lot of our conditioning, even if it's like from this lifetime or generational conditioning, their generational trauma, it comes from things that we've done to protect ourselves. But today they are no longer serve us because we're entering this new space. So identify those things and learn how to change and learn how to trust your body, to trust your intuition. Because especially when you're starting, you go to Google, you go to Instagram, you go now to TikTok and you search things and you get bombarded with advice. Mm-hmm. Not every, ad- every advice is going to be the right advice for you. So having like creating that discernment of, this is my conditioning. Those are the steps I'm doing to, you know, release those things that are no longer supportive for me. This is how I want to be. This is what is supportive now. And discerning on what is, you know, crap and what is positive to you, because there is, 
I, I talk with so many entrepreneurs that they were like, you know, I followed this person. I, ch I check all the boxes on the step by step that they give me to be a six-figure business, to be a seven-figure business, but nothing happened. All I did was spend all my money with nothing in return. So it's almost having the discernment when you're following someone else's checklist that that's their checklist, not yours, and having the confidence to really pave your own way. So the money mindset is really identifying how you behave in your relationships. Do you give too much? Are you too untrust? Do you don't? If you don't trust people, you're not going to trust your ability to spend money. You're not going to trust other people to receive your money. If you're a nurturer, that you're always taking care of other people, you're going to underprice your stuff or do a lot of work for free because you want to nurture people and that's how you get your acceptance, right? So when we look at our relationships, it's how we can start deciphering our relationship with money. And find all the things that no longer support us and kind of like know how to release them because they're not part of our identity. Oh my gosh, you just hit on some of the biggest challenges that I hear other entrepreneurs facing in their businesses when it comes to money around pricing and choosing vendors and deciding how to spend their money and who to spend it with. Trust is so ingrained in that. That's such a cool way of looking at it and thinking about, I've heard um, Rachel um, Cruz has talked about money stories. So just thinking about like where you're coming from with money, it makes so much sense that that's something I've thought about in my personal life, but not necessarily in my business life. And they're so connected. So why would it not apply? <laughs> I really love that angle. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I feel it's very easy to not to focus on what is the hardest because when we focus on what is the easiest we get the quick win you know mm -hmm. like yes I can do this I can do this but when things get a little bit more difficult when it gets a little bit of attrition we always go I don't want to do it and one of the reasons why people come to me more often is because they feel that they're having like a very good business, but they have no idea of their finances. So they're like, I know I'm making money, but I don't know where this money is coming. I'm very deorganized. And I'm just ignoring that because I'm doing the money mindset work. I'm mm -hmm. manifesting. I'm focusing on that. But I don't want to focus on the structure. When one supports the other, right? Mindset work by itself can only take you so far and having the system and the structures can only take you so far. So how can we find a way to kind of blend it all together and making sure that we're paying, you know, paying respect and attention to both of the energies in our life, but also in our business, because at the end of the day, we don't want our lifestyle to support our business. We want our business to support our lifestyle. And how can we make those decisions, right? We need a we need our intuition, but we also need a little bit of data. How much money do I need to make to pay myself this much money? Because the money that my business make is not the money I'm paying myself. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's such a good, that is, I'm just like letting that sink in. And I think for everybody listening to this episode, I honestly, I hope they'll rewind a minute and just re-listen to that because it's so true. You really do need both and it's, you've got to know where your money's going and what you're doing with it just as much as working on having that positive mindset and having a vision and looking forward. You're so, so wise in saying that both, both are needed to really get you where you're trying to go. Well, thank you. So one of the ways, so like you said earlier, when you were kind of giving your intro to your business, you use a lot of different tools in your coaching. Um, and you mentioned that Profit First Method is just one of the tools in your tool belt. Um, it's definitely one we want to talk about today. It's one that I know I've been very fascinated in looking at, um, having been managing budgets for a long time. It is the opposite of how I've always budgeted. <laughs> and I think how most people learn accounting and budgeting and those kinds of things. So can you just start at the beginning for our audience, if they've never heard of that before, what is the Profit First Method? Yes, the Profit First Method is a book by Mike Michalowicz. And in this book, 
he explains a money management system that he creates after experiencing bankruptcy. And and his story goes like he goes to like he he was running a quote unquote very successful business, but he didn't have money on his bank account. Mm -hmm. So you have the mansion, you have the fun cars, but you know, you don't have money really to live your life. And with that, he he figured out that the way that in accounting and tax accounting, how we manage money it doesn't mean the money in our bank account, right? Mm -hmm. Because for tax purposes, we're doing assets and liabilities. We're doing things in a different way. Mm -hmm. And how Profit First works is very simple. You have different accounts and you put money on that account based on how much money you you pay. So you, you receive. So it's almost like you know, when our grandmas had the different envelopes for different things. So like they get their money in and they put $10 on the grocery. They put $5 on the fun money, $10 on utilities. We're doing the same thing because when we open the envelope, we know how much money we have available. As business owners, we all check our bank accounts multiple times a day, I would say, I would think, and we're not looking at our accounting system, we're looking at our bank account, how much cash do I have available. And with profit first, because we have different bank accounts, I can log into my bank and say, Oh, I have $10,000 for taxes. So that's the money that is allocated for something else. I have $20,000 to pay myself. I have $5,000 for professional development. So perhaps I can join the mastermind that I really wanted to join. So it's a more intuitive way because we know how much financial resources we have available for each area of our life. With Profit First, they say like that the main account is your income account. So all your money goes into that account. You have the profit account, Profit First. And then you have your owner's compensation account to make sure you're always paying yourself your tax savings account because paying taxes is an obligation that we have. And lastly, we have our operating expenses account. And that account, to be honest, like start with a general operating expenses, but I like to drill down to the things that are important for me and my business and my clients and their business, right? I have a lot of clients that are web designers. So for them, having a new computer is very important because they can work a little bit faster. They can be compatible to the newest technology. So all of them have an equipment account because every you know, two to three years, they're going to get themselves a brand new computer and, and little things like that. So we really use how we manage our money in a way that Every time that I log into my bank account, I know how much money I have available to each area of my business that is important to me, including paying myself. That's awesome. I, As you're saying the envelopes, um, there's a, a well-known money gentleman whose name we'll leave out of this conversation, um, but I've done the envelope system myself and just, I think it can be a great way to learn your money habits and really know what's there. And that's so cool that you're not, you're not guessing. Like you said, you open the bank account and you know what you have. You, you know, if you can join that mastermind you were thinking about, you don't have to go into your bookkeeping software and guess and think about maybe what's there. And um, because there is so much in accounting that is somewhat imaginary for those of us that weren't trained as accountants. (laughs) Even for us that are it is a little bit imaginary. Uh, <laughs> it is certain things you're like, oh, yeah, okay. So like you're saying that my business has a $20,000 profit. Where is this $20,000? It's not on yeah. my bank account. Yeah. I that is accounting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. So one other like mainstay of the profit first method is really you mentioned your profit account you're yes. in having it as a separate account so um you know traditional accounting is we budget our income we budget our expenses and then wait and see what happens yeah. at the bottom will we or won't we have profit so this flips it on its head you want to talk a little bit more about that 
aspect of profit first. Yes. Uh, and this is, and this goes back, and I feel that that goes back to a lot of like energetics, you know, in general of life. Whatever we have at last is what we're going to put less energy, right? So the traditional accounting, um, it's it's income minus expenses equal profit. What we're doing is we're saying. My profit is more important than my expenses. So it's going to be my income minus my profit equals my expenses. So what you're doing is making sure that all along your business is profitable. Even if we're talking about a 1% profit, right? It doesn't matter. Because what happened, especially when we're starting our business, is that we're investing a lot. And that is natural. But how can you make sure that your prices are set up to always be profitable? Because if you're doing your income minus your profit and you don't have enough money to pay your expenses, something got to give. You're either going to need to do an expense audit that is pretty much going through all the expenses that you have in your business and see what you really need. Because a lot of the things that we, we have, especially like subscriptions, we don't use so like you do that audit to make sure you raise your prices perhaps you're underpricing so you need to take a look at your prices at your offer suite right so it's a system that in itself is very simple because we're managing our money with percentages right but when once you start implementing it you can see some holes in your business in terms of the finances and that can be very frustrating and discouraging right because you're so excited about implementing this new system that works with your human behavior and all of a sudden you're like oh i need to charge more oh and my expenses are too high so i always say that implementing profit first is a marathon it's not a sprint so you're not going to have the quick win because and that is something that we as humans especially now with like the internet we are wired for instant reward right so i'm going to implement the system i want the reward right now so i'm going to pay myself 50 percent of my income and i never paid myself before that is not going to be sustainable. You're going to get a high the first time you pay yourself, then your credit card bill is due and you're like, holy fluff, right? This is not what I expected. So, so profit first, you need to have that mindset of the end goal. What is my end goal financially? My end goal financially is to work five hours a week and pay myself $20,000 and have a lot of support on my business so people can do the thing that needs to, to be done for my business to keep making money, right? So if that is the end goal, you're probably not going to accomplish that overnight. So let's make a slow transition where at each step of the way, you can assess your prices, your offers, how you're working, and your expenses, because perhaps you're spending too much on software subscriptions that you're not even using, so you can remove them. Perhaps you are at a point that you need to add more people or more subscriptions, more automation to your business. And you look at your business and you are able to do that because you're being very conscientious of that throughout the way. And... So profit first is, is about like that. And then after you implement, after you get the rhythm of the, the system, like the transferring the money, paying yourself consistently, you know, every few months going back and saying like, is this still working? Do I need to change anything? Because profit first, what I love about it is that it's very customizable, right? How I use profit first in my business is not how any of my clients have it because they have different needs. Mm -hmm. They have different visions. So is my vision still the same? And is this still supporting it? So it's having that, you know, intuition of when things need to change because we evolve as humans and our business will change with that. 
and also learning how to look at your numbers, have the data, but still trust your intuition. Because I think that the, the person that you were saying before that does a lot of budget, um, he's very into, you cannot spend money. You cannot spend money, cannot spend money. Every debt is bad. You cannot spend money. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in that. I believe in being intentional and having a purpose, right? I'm not going to hire a coach just because I'm going to hire a coach for X, Y, and Z. And when we're looking at profit first, after you start doing it for a while, you can look and you can say, I want to join this mastermind. Right now, I have half of the money in my bank account. But I know because of how my business is ran that in two months, I'm going to have all the money so I can join it with a payment plan because now I pay half and then I pay the other half, right? So it's learning the flows of your business and Profit First gives you so much resources to mm -hmm. understand the ebbs and flows of your business financially. Yeah. You, there are like four directions I can, I can take us. So I've got several questions. You, there was so much packed into what you just said. It was so good. One of the things that struck me that you just said was that asking the question, what is your end goal? Um, and we have another interview coming out, uh, episode 28. So the time folks are listening to this conversation, it'll be just a couple weeks later. Um, we talked with Tracy Myla Crane, who is in attorney. And she had a very similar point from the legal standpoint of setting up a business. And that was her same advice was start with the end in mind. What are you trying to create? And let's set it up for that. So I just thought that was interesting. wanted to kind of draw that parallel for folks. So I think to Gigi's point, definitely listen to Tracy's side of that here in a couple of weeks as well, because it's so important is to know, you've got to know where you're going, which is hard and scary, but it's hard to set up a strong business if you don't know what that destination is, right? Yes, exactly. You end up chasing other people's dreams instead of your own. Yes. Oh, that's such a good way to say that. So I want to go back a little bit to paying yourself this idea of making money as an entrepreneur for our own households. <laughs> I think if we were to have a room full of people say, raise their hand, are you paying yourself? Not many hands would go up. Um, and I think that that's a narrative that, you know, here at Impastor Women, we really want to see that narrative shift, right? Nobody's going into business to eat rice and beans for their whole life. Like the goal is that not only are you getting to serve a great mission and enjoy your life and live that luxurious flowy cat life, but you're also having a strong income for yourself and you can support your needs. So I want to talk a little bit more about that. There's a quote in the book, um, the Profit First Method book that I think is so good. It says, entrepreneurs interpret the traditional principle that growth is success to mean they should reinvest all of their money, including profits and personal funds back into expenses. And Profit First really kind of flips that on, the, on its head. So mm -hmm. I'd love to just hear you expand a little bit more on that idea of really rethinking, we have to reinvest, but maybe not all of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to think, so for me, like the thing that really drives me is building a business to support my lifestyle. And I know that I say that so often and so much because that's what I really believe. Like we didn't start our businesses to change our life so we can support our business, right? So when I go from that standpoint, the first thing I'm going to do is pay myself, even if it's $10. I don't care, right? And and I see a lot of that, you know, like I need to invest in my business. So instead of paying myself, I'm going to enter a program. I'm going to hire people. And all of those things are important. But again, having the end goal in mind, right? So like, do I have a stable you know, partner where they can support the the our lifestyle and then my business just runs itself. Great. Your strategies are going to be different than somebody that is the breadwinner of their family. Mm -hmm. So they need to pay themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And just put in perspective also, and this is one thing that I always tell my clients because most of my clients come to me paying themselves leftovers. And that is 
six-figure business, multiple six-figure business, and seven-figure business, multiple seven-figure business, people still pay themselves leftovers. So it's not that thing like, oh, once I make so much money in my business, everything will change. No, you need to start that today. Um, and I always tell them, without you, this business doesn't exist. So you're the one that needs to be rewarded first. Yes, hiring people, hiring support is always very important and allows growth, but at what expense? At me eating rice and beans for a month because I'm paying somebody else. That, in my mind, that doesn't make sense because that means that I don't value myself enough to Mm -hmm. be the CEO of my business, right? And when we start our business, we are wearing so many hats. We're doing a little bit of everything. We are working long hours. Anybody that tells you that when you start your business, you're going to work three hours a day, that's not how it is. (laughs) Unless you have a full-time job, you can do that. Uh, But all those things will happen and you want growth. You want financial growth so you can hire support, so you can work less. But you'll never feel confident enough to hire support and pay them if you don't pay yourself consistently. Yeah. So it's, you know, one one thing plays hand in hand. So I always said, value yourself. You're the most important person in your business. And pay yourself even if it's $10 to start. Yeah. Create the habit of doing that until the amount that you feel comfortable that makes so much sense because habits take time to form. So start it early. That's awesome. I'm also a little bit curious. So we've talked about, so in that scenario, you know, we're saying like pay yourself, even if it's only a little bit, you made a similar reference when you're talking about profit. Is there, I think the reference you made was like 1%, like even just put something in there for profit. Is there an amount that businesses should be budgeting for on the profit side? Or how do you make that determination for yourself? That is a very good question. And, um, Going back to habits, right? Habits are like compound interest. The sooner you start, the bigger they get and they start small. You know, they don't need to be, you don't need to do a big jump to affect change. And the same thing with your profit. If we're thinking about your profit as your profit account in the profit first methodology, always start with 1%. Even if your profit margins are higher, start with 1% because how you're seeing your money right now is a 180 shift. So you don't want to necessarily do keep doing things as the status quo. So you start with 1%. Um, again, based on your vision and your mission, right? Anything after implementing profit first, let's say for about a year, I would say five to 10% for your profit account is very generous. Um, I think the benchmark is around 5% or 10% that they have in the book, but that really varies with your business model, right? If you are a solopreneur, you can have your profit account at 20% and still be very sustainable because it's you a few contractors supporting you and so forth. But if you have an agency, your overhead is automatically higher. So having your profit account at 5% of your sales, and when we're talking about profit first, the percentages is from your revenue, right? So like the the money that comes in. So having that at 5%, if you have an agency, that is very generous and that's very um, healthy because you're probably making more money, but your overhead is going to be, you know, anywhere from 20 to 60% because you require so many people to support that business growth and serving your clients. So it's, it's one of those things that I say, people hate when I say it. And a lot of accountants, tax professionals, and lawyers say that it depends. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most professional answer out there. 
<laughs> yeah, and people when it depends. People look at me like, sure, and I was like, yeah. So anywhere from like five to ten percent, I think, is very healthy. But start small, you know. Like this is not a competition of who can get somewhere faster. It's just following your intuition and start small, so it becomes sustainable. Mm-hmm. It's compound interest. We start very small. And, you know, one year from now, you're going to look back and you're going to say, oh, my God, look, all those things that I was able to finance for my business that I was able to accomplish because I started with that one tiny step 12 months ago. Yeah. And like you said before, it's not necessarily like you said, it's not we're not trying to win a race here. It's not who can get the most. It's what's going to support your goal and your vision. So that makes so much sense. So I want to ask you a little bit more too. So you, in addition to being a profit first professional, you are also a profit alignment coach. And you so beautifully talked earlier about that mindset um, and like tactical money skills coming together. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what a profit alignment coach is and how a business could potentially use one? Oh, I love this question. So when I was pivoting my business, I was struggling a lot with how to position myself because I have all the system skills, mechanics of pricing, the mechanics of accounting, you know, mechanics of money management. I know all of that and I can implement my clients. I can teach people how to implement themselves because that comes nat- kind of natural to me. I learned how to make it come natural to me because I was not always a numbers person. I always like to tell people that because they're like, I'm not good with money. I was like, I never was good with money until I decided to be good with money and I developed my skills. My brain doesn't work in a linear manner. So for me, like numbers were always very challenging, but I learned how to creative understand them. So I believe that if I could and I built a career out of it, Everybody can understand it. But um, I was really struggling to how to combine those two aspects, right? The mindset that I know is so important. And I know that at the time that I was only off for bookkeeping, my clients were paying me like premium, not for my bookkeeping skills, but for the calls that they had with me that were pretty much like coaching mm-hmm. calls, right? To have my support and to understand, you know, like they're changing their prices, they're changing the offer suit, like, and I was supporting them from, you know, the strategy, like financially, those are the things that we need to consider, but also think like, how does this feel actually? Like, is this something you want to do? Like, are you changing because you know that this offer makes money or are you changing because this is what you really want to do? Because from my experience, personal and with my clients, when we start making money in our business, it's very easy to keep replicating what generates income, even if that's no longer what we want to do. That is no longer serving the purpose of creating a business to support my lifestyle. So you start resenting your clients. You start getting to the to the verge of burnout because you're taking in too many clients. So all those things, and I, I was. Think I thought to myself, I have a highly profitable business, but it's out of alignment. Mm. My clients, a lot of them have highly profitable business, but are, they are on the verge of burnout. And at the time, I had this client that we were talking, and she was like, I just want to burn my business to the ground. And she's like multiple six figures going to seven figure business in like less than two years, right? By all standards, successful. And she's like, I just want to burn this to the ground. I hate it. I started the side gig that I really love. And my conversation with her was like, why can't you just go there and sell this business or close this business, whatever you want to do? And with that, I was like, oh, it's all about alignment. If we just focus on being profit, we make decisions based on the money. We don't make decisions based on what feels good to us. So with profit alignment, is that integra- it's really working on the integration, right? Is is the mindset, is the money systems, is the monetization aspect of it. How are you 
offering? What is the customer journey? How are you pricing your things? Because mechanically, we know what we need for a price to be profitable, but does the price feels good? Because my price is not attached with my worth, yeah. right? It's not like the more I charge, the better I am. There's nothing to do with it. So it's almost aligning all that like mindset and intuitive and alignment aspect of life with mm -hmm. a business that is profitable and having the resources, inner resources and outer resources to pivot when it's time to pivot. So uh, for the alignment aspect of it, I use a lot of human design because I feel we are also unique, but we tend to just, you know, do things as we grew up, as we are conditioning. So how can we go back a step and find our inner alignment and find the ways to trust our body again in terms of what is right and what is wrong for me right now? You know, what is the next step that I need to take right now and really trusting my body, my intuition, instead of just doing what I feel I should be doing because that we, we get all out of whack. And then what is the point? Because my business is not supporting who I am and not supporting how I want to live my life because I'm just focusing on this one metric, mm -hmm. you know, that usually is the sales and sales mean nothing if you're not making, you know, if you're not profitable. So, um, so that's, I hope that explains it's a little convoluted, yeah. I guess. No, it definitely explains it. And I think, right, it also with the human design piece, it brings in working in the ways that work best for you, right? Mm -hmm. Some people only work well a few hours a day. So it's also helping design that business to your own, you know, most effective self. I would love it. I don't think everyone listening right now would necessarily know what human design is. We have some episodes upcoming about it, but would you tell us from your perspective, Gigi, what is human design? Uh, so human design is a system created by Ra Uruhu that leverages a lot of ancient knowledge like uh, I Ching, chakras, a little bit of astrology and also like quantum physics, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. And there is this one quote from Ra Uruhu that I really like about human design. It's a very short one. It says, human design offers a mechanical understanding of the nature of a being. So it's almost, you can see a little bit how you work and how you process things in this chart. and. And it's also known as the science of differentiation. And I love that because I know two businesses are the same. No two people are the same. And human design validates that, right? I am a 3-5 generator. My profile is 3-5. My type is a generator. I know a lot of other 3-5 generators that work completely different than how I work. I don't do well with structure. If I have a deadline, that is guarantee I'm not gonna do it. Uh, so like, so like I know how I work, and somebody that their chart might be very similar than mine. They go, and you know they're very good with deadlines, and they need structure, they need routine, and all of those stuff. So like, understanding our ways of work is easier to experiment when we're trying to let go of conditioning and trying new things. And it's a beautiful way to connect with our gifts and learn how to leverage that in our business, right? Mm -hmm. um, because we all have different gifts. Even if we are in the same industry, our gifts and our energy is different. So leveraging that as like the foundation of building a business can be very transformative. And, and that's a very good way to start trusting how you make decisions and identify when you're making decisions out of fear or you when you're making decisions out of abundance. And when we're talking about money, money management, money mindset, how many times have we made a decision 
of investing on something because you were afraid that if you don't invest, you're not going to be X, Y, and Z. That's what they're promising. I made a lot of those investments, especially when I started my business, and they were all bad investments. And looking back, I was like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that, but I didn't know better. Now I know better. And nothing against whoever was teaching whatever is that I, I bought was just not for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was afraid. So human design really kind of ties, I feel, the energetic aspect of money with in business and being with, you know, how to find the systems and the structures to support your vision. Yeah. I feel like it, to me, human design gives you this like beautiful permission to lean into who you are and how you work best and really embrace that. Yes. Awesome. Well, Gigi, we are getting towards the end of our time together today. I'd love to um, finish us out with one last question before we go to my favorite segment, the weekly wins. Um, But I'd love to hear what's your vision for your business? Where do you see your business five years from now? That is such a good question. Um, I love those kind of questions because one, I wasn't expecting it, but I feel that my vision is always very fluid. But the thing that is always in common is impact and education, right? Mm -hmm. And giving tools for empowerment. I feel that as women especially women and I work mainly with women is that we were raised to be givers so we forget how to receive and that can be very clear in our business or or we go to the other extreme that is the very masculine energy of taking taking and taking so for me is my vision for my business is to be able to provide tools and knowledge for people to to empower themselves to receive and give in a way that feels good to them and to create wealth, right? I feel that having clarity of what success looks like to you, building a business that allows you to live that lifestyle and create legacy, create generational wealth. I think that that are things that are the vision and the mission of my business, it's not like make X amount of money or stuff like that, but I think it's the impact really and being able to connect with amazing people and partner with amazing people so we can really share the message and share the love and share the, you know, the resources so people learn how to make their own decisions and really build a business that, you know, is their business. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, we can't wait to watch you continue to grow your business and to connect with you along the way. So as we celebrate on that note, it's time for our weekly win segment. I'm so excited to hear what you've been up to in your business this week, Gigi. Our weekly win segment is where we celebrate our milestones and our businesses, however big or small every week. Um, So I will um, let you kick it off this week. What is your weekly win? Oh my God, this week was like busy. So the things that I'm very excited, I have my courses and I've been in the process of updating them with new content, with things, you know, that I've learned along the way. And one of the things that we've done this week is we updated more meditations for the money meditation bundle and we gave an option of people to listen to the meditations in like this kind of like secret podcast kind of way Mm -hmm. so they don't need to log in and download the meditations so they can go for a walk and listen to that so that is something that I was very excited and we're gonna have that for the money mindset mastery course also which I think is gonna be very supportive for people so this process of going back to what I created and go like, oh, this is actually very smart. That was pretty cool. I heard a lot of things that I was like, oh, I needed to hear that again. And 
and just being able to like to listen to people's feedback and be able to give them what they want. I feel that that was such a big win that we were able to expand a little bit on what we currently have and give people other ways to listen to it. So I was very excited about it. That is so awesome. I would love to take some of those on a walk with me. <laughs> Get in on those. But I love that idea of like updating your technology and you're like keeping the content fresh. That is such a big win. Congrats on doing all of that, Gigi. Thank you. What was your big win? I'm curious to hear that. So my win this week is pretty fitting for our conversation on profit and money. (laughs) Um, And it's a smaller one, but this week we made the decision to change our accounting software. Um, I have not switched it over, but the decision itself is feeling like a win right now. (laughs) So I think we're going to be much happier with the decision. It was one that just really needed to happen. We had tried one system that was, I think actually for a lot of our listeners would be a fantastic system. Um, Our business is a little bit complicated at times. It's a funky LLC setup. So we needed something more robust. And I'm really excited that I think we found the right solution. And hopefully it's going to help us uh, do exactly what we talked about today and be able to really maximize those profits in our business. That is a huge win. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. This can be daunting decisions, right? You know that probably better than many. <laughs> yes, it, it's hard and it's exciting and it's a brand new beginning. So I'm, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to check with you sooner than later to see how that's going. <laughs> awesome. Well, for everybody listening, please send us your weekly wins. We would love to celebrate what you have going on in your business and read it live on air as we record these episodes. So send them to us at imposterwomen on Instagram or imposterwomen at gmail.com. Gigi, before we go today, can you tell our listeners where can they find you? Yes, I'm on Instagram. My handle is very easy to remember. It's hello underscore my cats and me. And that's where I am. That's where I do everything. And you can also check me on my website. That is mycatsandme.com. Awesome. And we will link all of that in the show notes today so that people can connect with you and reach out um, if they felt really inspired by the information you've shared. I know I've gotten a lot from it. So we definitely want people to be able to find more from you, Gigi. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Imposter Women. You can visit the episode description to find all of the show notes from today's episode. We'd love if you would send us your weekly win at imposterwomen at gmail.com and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help others find this community. Be sure to tune in next week as we continue to help you chase your dreams unapologetically. See you on the next episode of Imposter Women.